Welcome to the Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon, and I'm so excited to champion, encourage, and edify you every day right here. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Now, you know there's nothing to this. You simply form a mental picture of yourself as you want to be, and at the greatest height of your imagination, you hold on to that picture. Nothing to it. Supercharging your visualizations. This is easy, right? I'm Stephen Canyon, and welcome back to another podcast. Glad you're here with us. Hi, Megan. Hi, how's it going? It's going great. Thank you. I'm for so asking. excited about this topic. Oh, this is a good one. It is, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I am, I'm excited about it too. And I was uh, in doing the show prep today. I got uh, pretty charged by all the different possibilities, all the different things that we could be talking about. And that we will be talking about, and we're dealing specifically today with how to supercharge your visualizations. Why is this important? Because this is what's going to lead you to manifesting your heart's desire. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, I'm. This is something that I'm always trying to find new ways to do it. So I'm excited. To, a lot of times we get stuck, I think, in a visualization rut. So this is going to be fun. Some fresh, uh, fresh ideas. Kineticbleep.com. That's the website, or email us at kineticbleep at Stephen canyon.com canyon just like the grand canyon <laughs> and i think we ought to jump right in here today yeah let's do it i'm ready forming a mental picture of yourself as you want to be now that's holistically speaking that's the big picture thinking about and idealizing exactly how you see yourself and the kind of life that you want to live that is key and fundamental first of all to beginning to attract your perfected life. And isn't that part of uh, getting to the end result and being actually happy with what you have asked for? Because if you only pick money or you only pick health, you're, you're going to be missing all these pieces. Well, it, it, you're right. Um, when we say holistic, we're talking about mind, body, spirit, soul, the big picture, all of it. Yeah. All of it has to go because what we're doing is we're moving toward advancing yourself to a perfected existence in this life while you're still here in the land of the living. Yeah, absolutely. Visualizations are, they're sort of just that door, aren't they? Like that narrow one door that leads to manifestation. Right. And you know, I have to, I have to tell everybody this actually was your topic. You chose this one and you did it last week. You were, <laughs> you were stirring some thoughts around and you yeah. go, Steve, I want to talk about how to supercharge visualizations. Well, it's one of those things that we all do it so much. If, if you've been practicing the law of attraction for any length of time, it's something that can become a little stale. It's kind of like if you run, if you're a runner or if you have a workout and that's, there's like one little path that you run every single morning, you know, sometimes you just want to run a different course. You want to freshen things up. Well, you know, the, the thing that makes anything stale is when you're not seeing results. Mm, if you're yes. not getting results, then the fun and adventure has been removed. Yeah, and I've always felt like you can reach sort of a, a manifestation plateau. Um, you know, you're manifesting, it's all going really well, and then all of a sudden you're just not having that same breakthrough that you that you were used to. That's so something needs to be updated. Supercharged. Supercharged. Yeah, so yeah. Here's, here's where it begins. It begins by dwelling upon and holding on to a thought. Mm. For example, you ask yourself, um, is this who I really am? You know, and who, who am I? 
What am I? Why am I here? This is what I really am. And you need to be able to answer the question. You do it typically by journaling because now this is a journey. You want to journal for the journey. You're going somewhere and you're working on something. So who am I? What, what am I? What am I supposed to be? And then you find that this is what I really am, and you journal that, and then you, you know, it's a picture of your own original perfection of what, that's what you're advancing toward completion, seeing yourself perfectly. And then you say, you know what, I'm going to contemplate life only from this high viewpoint of myself. I'm, that's going to become the lens for everything, for my family, my friends, politics, news of the day, whatever it is, traffic, work, my, my profession, my dreams, my aspirations. I'm only going to contemplate all of this from my highest viewpoint of myself. Why? Because all is well with me. All is well. There's nothing missing. There's nothing broken. And I, I see all of my acquaintances and my friends and my family in exactly the same way. And you know what? I'm telling myself, they are all good. There's nothing wrong with the universe. There's nothing that can be wrong but my own personal attitude. There's nothing wrong with anything or anybody. And if there is something that's wrong, it's with my own personal attitude. So now I can now choose to remain correct in my own self-awareness. And as a result, my whole trust is in everything working together for my good pleasure all things working together for my good. And this is now going to be the basis for creating this imagination, for developing the visualizations that I'm going to hold fast to. And those are the things that are going to become uh, begin manifesting in my life. So back to where we sort of began. If you find that you're Uh, the things you're attracting, if it's just becoming boring and nothing seems to be happening, the first thing that you really need to check out is, are you only dwelling on the good? Because if you are back and forth and double-minded and switching between good thoughts and negative thoughts, good thoughts about yourself, and most people don't have any problem at all thinking good things about themselves. But what happens if you start thinking bad things about family, other people, people you work with, someone that cuts you off in traffic, what's happening? It's replacing the good thought of yourself with the bad thought. The subconscious, the creative mechanism within you that's creating the environment and the life that you're living does not know the difference between a good thought for yourself and a bad one for somebody else. So if you're dwelling on bad ideas, images, thoughts about family, For example, um, your next door neighbor who sent her kids out to the mailbox, to your mailbox, to pull the flowers up, (laughs) or the neighbor's (laughs) dog who keeps digging in the flower box. I don't know. Whatever it is, if you're dwelling on those bad images and those bad thoughts, those are thoughts you're going to have to begin casting down and only think good things about the neighbor's dog or the, the sister or the brother or whoever has sort of become a thorn in the flesh, so to speak. Negative is negative and positive is positive. That's a... That's a very powerful point because you can't pick and choose. You can't pick and choose who you're going to, you know, look at and say that's this negative thing about them and then 
think that it's not going to fall back on you. That's a wonderful point. Supercharging your visualizations requires that you stop seeing human mistakes and you only see human successes. Mm, That's really good. Something that um, we were actually just talking about in our own personal conversations that that made me want to talk more about this today is you 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 came up with this really interesting concept about visualizations that I had never heard before you were comparing the difference between visualizing the end result versus visualizing the journey that's taking you to that end result and I just thought that was a really fascinating thing that we should um, sort of let everyone in on um, as we discuss that more today. Well both of those are going to be vitally important to your success one of those is based solely and primarily in dreams that's the end result. The dream of the, and the vision of where you see your life going, the destination that's off in the horizon, all the while realizing that, that what seems like a destination to you right now is simply just another rung in the ladder. Uh, it's just another place that you're going to, when you get there, you're going to see beyond that, in other words. So there's that part of our aspirations that's vitally important to your success. And then the other thing, that you just brought up that's part equally important to that journey is going to be the success of today in stepping into the practical expression of what that dream is today in other words um we 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 mentioned the athlete take a professional athlete okay perhaps the let's say football i have some background in football and maybe the dream for the professional the nfl player is to you know go to the super bowl and win the super bowl that's the dream that's the big picture aspiration the the success in the journey toward that dream successful part of that for today is perfecting your form as a line a defensive lineman or (laughs) as a punter or a kicker Mm -hmm. Um, kicking the ball through the uprights, you know, 50 times in the next hour and or attempting to. And then that's that is the success of today. And that means that you're living a perfected life successfully today. That's the that is the goal so that you can enjoy being present, because if you're missing out on being uh, joyful and content and grateful for the present then you're missing out on life. You will never, ever get to that place of being optimistically happy. So if you want to supercharge your visualizations, it sounds like, okay, great, you have the mental picture of the big the um, celebratory final goal, um, but then you need to add visualizations of your step-by-step process. Um, there's a really great quote by Zig Ziglar, and he said, if you want to reach a goal, you must, quote, see the reaching in your own mind before you actually arrive at your goal. Exactly. That's it. See That's, the reaching. Yeah, see the reaching. Isn't that good? Yeah. Well, you, and, and part of that, too, in seeing the reaching and for that goal is you also, you've got to stop seeing faults and only see virtues, not just in yourself, but in everybody, in all of life. Yeah. Stop looking at the faults. And that, that typically is the, the area of least resistance. And most of us have a tendency to follow after uh, the noise or the, the alarm, mm-hmm. the, 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 the siren, ambulance chasers, <laughs> what they call it in news. Well, and, and how rare is it for us to sit around and talk about um, how good 
maybe our relatives are doing. Usually we, <laughs> we say, did you yeah, hear that yeah. fight they had? Whoa, that was. <laughs> you know what you do with people that do that? They, they are building themselves up by tearing others down. You've yeah. got to consider the greatness of the human soul. Mm-hmm. And because in the consideration therein, that's where your own greatness is going to begin to be magnified and attracted in your life. I'm only seeing the good in everyone else. Good is good and bad is bad. It doesn't matter who it's appropriated toward. And so you have to get out of the idea that thinking the best for yourself and not for others is somehow going to be the best for yourself. No, greatness is attracted to great thoughts. Yeah. Great thoughts are those uh, go to those who endeavor to only think great things about everyone and everything, all existence, all of the universe advancing toward a perfected completion that's got to be the mainstay of all of the thoughts of the person who's manifesting the perfected life sounds like forgiveness complimenting others thinking the best that those are all sort of power moves it puts you in this really high uh, position of power in your own life and in your own relationships be a person who celebrates life yeah be a person who awakens in the morning and i don't care what you feel like if you stayed up till two in the morning (laughs) eating donuts and and ice cream it's over get over it wake up in the morning and celebrate be a person who celebrates today celebrates life celebrates feeling good even if you don't yeah and the opportunities will show up the ideas will come to that person who is optimistically positive and a celebratory person so let's talk a little bit more about visualizing the journey. I think a lot of us are really good at visualizing the trophy. Like, yeah, I can see myself winning that award. I, that's easy, man. And I looked good. And I, you know, I mean, that's that's a snapshot. And I think that's really easy to put that into your mind. Um, however, the journey, I want to talk more about that. I think that's something we all do a little less of. Let's say that you are, um, you're wanting a new job or maybe you're wanting to start your own business. You want to work for yourself. What are your steps to, you know, okay, I can see me owning this fill in the blank business, but I need to imagine myself growing along the way. How does that work on that sort of day to day basis? Well, the first thing you need to do is to be really slow in the preparation and process of launching because most people will uh, formulate an idea for a new business or a new uh, a new opportunity based on past experiences and failures. And when you do this, I'm telling you, you absolutely limit uh, your the, the potential of greatness. Um, I like what Martin Luther King Jr. said, dare to dream. Dare to dream, and, and uh, Tiger Woods is a great example of someone who dares to dream in, in uh, such lofty pursuits that others would never even imagine possible. Mm. And as a result, what he just uh, had his 82nd yeah. Uh, yeah. victory just, just the other day. And, yep. um, it's amazing, amazing yeah. feat. But what he does is he visualizes and he dares to dream of the impossible thing. And as a result, um, the universe expands for him. Um, we are the deciding, we being beings and having a, a, a human experience, are the deciding witnesses to, as to what is possible and what is not. Being that all things imagined are possible. Well, what's the limiter? The limiter is the lack of belief 
or the person who's not willing to dare to dream for the impossible things. Yeah. Or the lack of consistency. We've talked about that quite a bit. That That's what kinetic belief is rooted in, is maintaining the consistency of belief. Consistency. You know, life is growth. Uh, life, uh, a prosperous, blessed life is all about expansion and increase. And then there's always the alternate, um, the, the other idea that shows up to contradict what we're believing for. And mm-hmm. you're always faced with a choice. And that goes back to being the deciding witness and do, uh, how successful you're going to be or not. And so I, it's, it's what mm-hmm. you're going to say about th- your choices. Right. What you say about it today and what you're visualizing for the future. Tiger Woods is a great example. Um, I was actually thinking about him earlier today watching the news because and I just love, you know, you, like you said, he has won this 82nd championship. But then he also had all these surgeries. And I would imagine after a surgery, he is visualizing walking doing very basic things you know and that's part of of this end game visualization of this huge lofty goal i just love the idea of breaking one giant visualization down into a series of them that's a really interesting concept well you're right after the four back surgeries and i think four knee surgeries (laughs) tiger woods like anyone else is faced with a decision he can think and dwell upon his limitations now because of the surgeries or he can think and dwell upon that next victory, mm-hmm. doing the impossible. Yeah. What is not possible for most who've never had any surgery. Now, he's faced with the idea, can this is this even possible? And I will guarantee you that should that idea come into his mind that, oh, no, you know, because of the surgeries, I don't think I'm going to have a, an opportunity or the, the same chance at winning this next tournament. If that idea were to come into his mind, you know what Tiger Woods is doing with it? It will come one time. And I can guarantee you he will not allow that negative thought. He's kicking it out. Challenging thought yeah. to come in and and uh, take up space rent-free in his mind and his <laughs> thoughts to yeah. then materialize and manifest. And the reason I can say that with with great certainty is because he just won his 82nd Yeah, it's impossible tournament. without that, right? That's right. right? Yeah. That's right. So let's um, talk some more about um, visualizing the journey, supercharging your visualizations that way. So we had started by talking about if somebody wants to start their own business, you know, they can obviously, the obvious goal is the business, right? So what are this, what are they, uh, you know, how do you break that down into these smaller goals, into these smaller, I hate, I hate the word goals, <laughs> into these smaller imaginations? Well, here's, here's what works, and this is how the law of attraction works successfully every single time for anyone that's practicing it. There's something called kinetic belief, which is the motion and energy that we put behind our belief, the substance of what we're attracting and believing for, to come into existence and dwell and manifest in our lives. So as we're believing for, let's say, the successful business, the the venture that we've begun, for it to become successful and we have all these employees and we've got the product going out the door and everything's, you know, humming along just like it's supposed to, the kinetic belief, the kinetic energy that's necessary, like you're talking about or asking about, on a day-to-day basis, is going to be the the motion of our faith of showing up, for example. You're going to the office, that's a given. 
But there's more to it than just simply going to the office. You're By getting in the car and driving down to the office and opening up the door and walking in and turning on the lights, you are putting an action to your belief, a faith to your belief, by showing up, you're there to receive what the the master, the energy of the universe is now bringing into your life. So you're moving toward the very thing you're attracting. So our day-to-day challenge is to um, put a pencil to the details of today. Mm-hmm. Commit your work today to that greater dream and vision. Commit that in small imp- increments of success so that you can be present in your, in your challenges, just like the professional athlete. You know, you're going to go out and do the 440, or you're going to run 100 yards, or you're going to run five miles, and you're going to lift so so many weights. Well, that is the order of the day, the standing order of the day that you're going to challenge yourself in. And so that when you come home at night, you can look back and go, oh, my gosh, I'm so successful. Well, what do you mean? Where's the dream? Oh, it's not, it's not about the big picture. It's about today. It's about the successes of today that I committed my work toward. That's the kinetic belief, the kinetic energy, the motion, the inertia that you're giving yourself, the substance of your belief to move toward the thing that you're attracting and expecting to manifest into your life. That's, the super, that's supercharging that visualization that you're now believing for. Something else that people use uh, sometimes in visualization practices is that they have, they develop a mantra. And I know that I've heard a few of yours. I know that you have a few different ones. One that always stood out to me, though, is um, I know that you like to say to yourself, all is well. Mm-hmm. Um, what is What does that phrase mean to you? And why do you use that? Is so much. Well, it's like we were saying just a little while ago, all is well is simply saying that the state of the universe is advancing toward completion, a perfected completion, which means that I'm not living by what I see. Mm-hmm. I am not living by what I hear or the news of the day. I don't live by anything that's negative. I live by the mantra and the, the wisdom, the infinite wisdom that tells me that all is well. All was well in the beginning before the Big Bang when the creator of all all that there is saw everything perfect and he slung into existence all of mass all of creation in a perfected way knowing that and 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 actually i believe that when he saw when she he whatever saw all of it hanging in its perfected place with just the right amount of helium in all of the universe to sustain life on earth that it was noted that all is well and as an optimistic being, having a, a, a natural experience here in the land of the living, I look around and I echo the same sentiment through my own positive um, observations. And I can say with assuredness that all is well. All is well with my soul. All is well with you. All is well with all of humanity. Even in the current state of whatever it is, I know that the entire universe, which includes every negative uh, and positive thing in it, is moving toward and advancing toward a perfected completion, which means all is well. I love that. And one more that you use that I think that is overlooked quite a bit and that I've even told people about and they don't really seem to get it um, is no hurry no worry and I know that when you're in uh, what could potentially be high stress situations that's something that you that's a mantra that you use as well um, will you expound on that one well it's a great check and a quick check if you find yourself ever in a hurry mm-hmm. or worrying about something that means that there is some fear that's present in your life and fear will manifest what 
whatever you're fearful of. You may not know specifically that, you know, uh, if, if you're in a hurry that you're actually fearful of losing your job. Or if you're worrying, you're worrying about not being able to pay the light bill or whatever it is. But at the root of all hurry, at the root of all worry is fear. And so it's a great immediate check to say, you know what? I refuse to fear. I'm only going to operate my life in faith. Faith is expecting the good thing to come into my life. Because knowing, knowing this as a kinetic believer who is working the law of attraction... If I allow myself to stay in fear, I know that the thing that I am fearing will come against me. And so that's why we stay out of hurry and worry. And it seems as though fear and having being in the wrong headspace, being in a hurry, um, would counteract your visualizations. Exactly. You're always attracting. You're always attracting what you're visualizing. You're, you're moving toward the very thing that you're seeing. Um, we've talked about this before. You know, I, I like to ride motorcycles. And, and I learned early on that if whatever you are looking at is the very thing that you'll, you'll ride that motorcycle towards. So if, you, if you're focused on the tree next to the, to the road as you're going by, the bike will tend to start moving toward that tree. So in such is life in so many ways. Whatever you're focused on, whatever you're visualizing, is the thing that you will begin moving toward and the thing that will be moving toward you. When, um, oh gosh, seems like yesterday, I guess, because it just rocked my little world. <laughs> I was 12 years old. Okay. And uh, I had a little girlfriend. <laughs> my name was Monica. 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 <laughs> if you're out there, Monica, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was, it was after school, and I was, oh my gosh, I was walking, I'm starting to sweat. I was walking down the hallway <laughs> with Monica. Okay. And she had two little girlfriends with her. You know, just little kids. And and this was the longest, you know, my little legs, and I'm just a little guy, and it's the longest hallway, you know, just a school. You could see, it looked like a mile to yeah, the other end. Yeah, lockers forever. And yeah. they had already cleaned up. The lights were kind of dim. There were just a few classroom lights on, and we were walking down the hall holding hands. Uh-huh. And I'm not kidding you, at the other end of the hallway, way off in the distance, I saw this little lunch bag. Okay. Just laying there in the middle like of the Like a middle paper of the bag? A paper bag. Okay. Just in the middle of the floor. Yeah. And I fixated on that bag because we're walking. I'm walking down the middle of the in the middle of the hallway, and there's little girls, girls. three girls, and I'm in the middle, and I'm holding Monica's hand, and I'm staring (laughs) at that bag, and I keep thinking, I've got to step over it. I got to step over it. (laughs) I have to step over it. I step over it, (laughs) and it keeps coming. It's closer and closer, and do you know what happened? Both my feet went into that little lunch bag, and I tripped. Oh, my God. I focused on it. I had visualized it negatively. Even though I'm thinking step over it, I I collided with the very thing that I had focused on. You know, what's funny is is it made me think of, isn't there a saying that people, like, say something like you couldn't find your way out of a paper bag? A wet paper bag. A wet wet paper paper bag. bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that is a wonderful story to remember. Is it really? That's wonderful. I'm sure it wasn't good at the time. But what a great way to remember that, hey, you know, if if you focus on a negative, if you focus on something that you're afraid of happening, you're basically guaranteeing that you're going to end up in in the bag. (laughs) That's right. So that's why we've got to check what our visualizations are on. And that's also why don't pay attention to the negative stuff going on in the world. It's there to distract you, my friend. It is only there to challenge and to keep you from experiencing the very best life that life has to give you. 
You are here in the land of living. All of us are to achieve the thing that we were meant to do. You have an original source, a, a, a vision that was used to create you. There's not another person like you in the entire universe, never has been or never will be. And you are here to be a demonstration of this unique person that is you're qualified to be. And if you focus on what you're not, then you will end up in that little lunch bag with both your feet and face <laughs> down on the floor. That's a guarantee. Oh, did Monica break up with you? I don't remember. <laughs> all you remember is the bag. I, I don't remember anything after that moment. Poor it's, Monica. It's all, it all went blank. <laughs> oh, my I don't word. remember anything at all. Oh, my goodness. Nothing. So we're talking about not just visualizing, because I think that's a concept that a lot of us understand, visualization. But this is, we're, to try, we're talking about kicking this into high gear. I know that I visualize a lot. Um, every single day and I'm always working towards certain ideals and imaginations but then there are moments like we're talking about now where you just you want to get it done you want to pause and get this thing finished Um, again supercharging so I want to understand what your very you know real concepts are for those that extra gear because you can't live in that gear it's it's something that you kick into occasionally i've even i know that you've even gone to uh, the jungles of costa rica (laughs) on your own when you were really working a visualization so i just i just want to know what your personal um tactics are for this well and a a good place where you started with that is you know the idea that i just want to get this done Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, recognize if that's your attitude, you're in a hurry. Yeah. Stop what you're doing. Right. Get out of the hurry because mm-hmm. there's some fear in there somewhere that's saying, uh, you're not doing this quickly enough. Yeah. You're not, this is not fast. You're going to miss an opportunity. Something is going to uh, pass you by unless you really hurry. So that's the first gut check, I would say. Make sure that you're not in a hurry for the wrong reason. Now, having said that, you do want to supercharge your visualization so that whatever you're believing for to manifest, you don't want it hanging out there longer than it needs to be because the substance of your belief, it's it's like um, a... Uh, a co-worker out in the field working on your behalf, building and constructing this idea that you're believing for to bring it to pass, to bring it to manifestation into your life. Mm-hmm. And the speed at which your co-worker works is based solely on your ability to manifest or uh, rather your ability to remain focused in visualizing through meditation and holding on to that thought and not allowing anything to distract you from that thought and the more the more uh, the, the purer the essence of your imagination the quicker you're going to attract that in your life and that's a great word distraction that's the word that kept popping into my mind um I think that's probably the biggest reason that any of us want these moments of super, quote, supercharging of of visualization because you feel like I'm trying, I'm trying, but I keep getting distracted. I keep looking here and there and then I have a bad thought and I let it slip. And so I just feel like this is almost like a boot camp that you can put yourself in. Distractions come in so many different forms and usually they're self-inflicted. You know, we turn the, we're the ones with the remote. 
<laughs> and we turn on the television to just dis- allow ourselves to become distracted. Metaphorically too, right? Like yeah. the remote of life. Right. Or, you know, you're, you're the one heading down the highway and yeah. there's some uh, lights and blue lights and red lights off to the right up there. And you're going to rubberneck like everybody else to look over at the disaster <laughs> that has be- befallen someone else. And you're going to, it's going, you're going to allow those thoughts and images to inhabit your creative imagery. Yeah. And that negative information now is going to set up camp in side of you and it's going to distract you from the good thing that you're seeking to attract into your life stop rubbernecking that's a great um piece of advice for supercharging that's a good one stop rubbernecking in your house uh out on the beach on top of the mountain (laughs) uh, on television wherever it is and looking for those disastrous things and why do we do that because we want to feel better about ourselves yeah oh boy i missed that one aren't i something nothing has happened to me bad stop all is well with you all is well with the world stop looking for the bad stop looking for the tragedy the tragic and only meditate on and guard those gates your eyes are gates and your ears are gates all of those are gates Mm -hmm. to the natural and you want to cast down anything that comes through the sensory mechanisms that is a negative because those negatives now if you don't cast those down they're going to distract you from the very good thing that you're wanting to manifest i want to ask a completely unrelated question just really quick um you mentioned not worrying about the state of the world all is well with the world how do you balance needing to watch the news because you feel like you need to know what's going on or reading political articles or you know being aware of everything with with just going through your day believing that all is well what you start first of all with the the um inaccuracy or the inaccurate statement that you need to know because actually if historically if you were to go back to 1958 you would see that in the news of that day much of the same topics, the same thing that they were talking about in 1958, 1960, 1963, and 1965. They were talking about the climate, the school system. They were talking about racism. They were talking about uh, riots and war and rumors of war. And all of those things were the issues of the day. Now, if you had been living in, in 1960 and lived through that, and you didn't know that that's what they were talking about, because... You didn't need to know. Mm-hmm. Nothing would have changed. True. Just like today. If you don't know what they're talking about, yeah. your knowing is not going to change anything but you. You knowing the bad stuff in the world is only going to change you. It will not change anything for the better. It will change you for the worse. What about people? What would you say to people who say, well, what about activists? And don't you think they can change the world because they, you know, they're believing for something better and they see a problem. They're trying to fix it. Absolutely. And you know what? And I think that there is a place for activists. And I think that that is also like the the idea, the concept of a village. These are people that are in agreement and they see that the work that they're doing, the activism that they're involved in is a good thing. And it is a good thing. And if you get caught up in some type of an activist uh, movement, the best thing to do is to recognize that your activities with that large group of people who are Uh, active to bring change to the world as a good thing. There's nothing negative about that. And so it's only to those uh, on the outside looking at the group of activists going down the street. They're going, oh, this is horrible. That's terrible. (laughs) How tragic this is. But to the activists, they're seeing it as a beautiful thing, as a wonderful thing. They are bringing positive light to the universe. And they're they're 
actions are um, it's just a positive force, a positive force in a, in a world, in a universe that's moving toward yeah. and advancing toward perfected completion. Okay, that was a rabbit trail that I took us down. <laughs> just for, I just wanted to know the answer to that question. Let's get back to supercharging visualizations. Um, so I want to know what you personally do. Do you, okay, you're ready to just like kick this thing in, into high gear. What do you, do you go into a dark room? Do you take a trip? Do you, what's your go-to tactics for you know putting this into a higher gear well the first thing again is knowing who you are knowing what your purpose is why are you here who are you away from the the definitions and and being defined by those that know you by your family by your parents teachers everybody else whoever's tried to tell you this is who you are this is what you should be doing this is your you know whatever Get away from that. Know yourself enough to fall in love with yourself unconditionally. And then allow your dreams and your visions to become the guideposts for exploring your perfected life. Don't discount those. Those are, those are the, the things that make up the, the essence of who you really are. Because when, when you begin embracing all of these greater endeavors and embracing all of these visualizations that you're going to begin, begin to hold fast to, you do this over your present experiences. Make sure that you're not complicating your visualizations by marrying those to your practical experiences. And that's where the, a challenge, you're going to be really challenged in this area if you're not practiced in meditation. Mm. Meditation it allows you to sever one from the other. One is you've got to go through life practically experiencing the challenges of the day. In other words, if you, uh, you know, you've got a job and a job performance, which you need to be able to separate and, and recognize that it is distinctly different than the original purpose you were put here, those dreams and aspirations. So don't allow one to take the place of the other. And you can only do that through guided journaling, through purposing to journal every day, moving toward the thing that you're dreaming for and, and uh, expecting to manifest in your life. How do you define meditation? And and also, I want to know, after that, I want to talk about what we can do more than meditation. Because, you know, I think we all have these daily uh, sort of processes that we use to to visualize and to manifest and and i want to talk about you know things beyond that you know the next step so um but first how do you how do you define meditation oh well that again it's it comes through meditation is the process of holding on to the vision holding on to the bigger picture of who you who you see yourself being the kind of life you see yourself living healthy do you see yourself as being healthy from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet? Do you think you have to be in a on, sitting on, sitting on a cushion in a dark room to meditate, or can you do that on a run, a jog at the grocery store? And you're, I mean, can, do you think you can meditate anywhere? Yes, absolutely. You sure can, and you need to. It's while commuting. It's in your quiet moments of the day. It's it's even even in, let's go back to the practical expression of your everyday life. While you're working at, maybe it's a mundane task, something, you know, you're counting widgets. Even in the counting of the widgets, you can see yourself as this higher, elevated person, this, this alien, uh, this, this life force that has come into this universe. And as this perfected person with a, uh, coming in touch with that inner genius, you are counting widgets from the perspective of a, of a genius from a high level of performance. 
And so as you began to see your, your contacts and your friends and family, neighbors, your job performance, your, your driving techniques, what, everything that you're doing from an elevated standpoint, that is a form of meditation and it's one that is absolutely required in order to supercharge your visualizations. Yeah, okay. Um, so what do you do every day that is above and beyond your norm to again kick these things into high gear because i know that you you have a routine in a sense but then you also have these these practices that you do every day whether whether it's journaling studying teaching visualizing meditating but then what are the things that you do above and beyond the norm (laughs) that's you really went through heavily the list of what i do and that's those are the things that i do and uh, along with affirmations and along with thankfulness and gratitude because gratitude is saying that it's already done A lot of people misunderstand that. They think that gratitude is just showing a sense of appreciation so that the universe will gift you with what you're hoping for because you're grateful. And that's not it at all. That is not it. You you don't, the the universe isn't going to give you something because you're a grateful person. Now, I, I want everybody to listen to me. Gratitude is faith. It's a substance of faith. Gratitude is, is the posturing of one's inner self saying that I already have it. You're thankful because it already exists. You're grateful because it's already in your possession. And by already visualizing it and seeing it and knowing that it is yours and not living by what you see, but living by what you believe to be true, gratitude is an expression of faith mm-hmm. that brings yeah. it to pass because cause the gratitude if let's say for example it hasn't manifested yet and yet you are grateful that it has already manifested what have you done you've created a vacuum there's a vacuum in your presence in your inner being for this thing to exist and the universe will not allow there to be a void where substance has not yet filled so there's going the substance of that expectation is going to come pouring into that vacuum you've created through gratitude and the more and you can hold on to that hold fast to the visualization of that the quicker it's going to become uh, come pouring into your life and it, and the, it'll show up faster the more you can hold on to that and so all those things you just listed are part of it and then the gratitude is also necessary for supercharging do you think that taking a step away from your life um not to use the cliched take a vacation but do you think that sort of taking a step back allows you to again supercharge your visualizations i know that you told me a funny story one time you a a business that you owned many years ago and you just needed a fresh take on it i think and if stop me if i'm wrong but i i feel like you said you basically told me that you took a trip and you came back and fired everyone is that right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> yes. that. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah, and that's just seeing the bigger picture. Sometimes you've got to, you've got to get out of the woods to see those, out of the trees to see the forest. Yeah. I mean, you have to back up, and that's for, that's necessary for perspective. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, uh, recommended for anybody that is getting knee deep into their their visions and making sure that you're not. Uh, and it's it's taking. Um, 
just a fresh look at it to make sure you're not somehow being sidetracked into an area or, you know, it's a slow fade. It's the lobster effect. Yeah. You've, it's like mm-hmm. you, you can heat up a lobster uh, that, who's alive and you do it slowly, slow enough. And uh, apparently they say it doesn't know it's, I don't know how they know that, but they say. I haven't heard that they don't know. I just heard they won't crawl out. Oh, I've heard out. that they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They've never said anything about I've it. I've never cooked one, so I don't know. But anyway, you know, but to make sure that it hasn't been a slow fade yeah. and that you're not off course or off track. So you yeah. get away from it and so that you can review it. And it's amazing when you do that. Um, and especially if you do it to where you're not taking, you know, friends with you or any distractions with you, but where you can take some long walks on the beach and consider where you are, what you're doing, and uh, if you're off track or not. So um, I don't want to blow past this because I think we just hit on a huge part of, of kicking your visualizations into high gear. Um, let's just talk about getting perspective for a minute. Because from what you just said, it sounds like that is a vital part of making sure that your visualizations and your and what you're imagining for hasn't become stale. And that it hasn't maybe, like maybe you're, maybe what you're imagining, you don't even want that anymore, but you don't know because <laughs> you're not slowing down enough to... Um, so let's talk a little bit more about just gaining perspective. Um, obviously, you can take a step back, like you just said. You can you can get away. Um, how do you do that if you're you know real busy and you have kids and you're just bombarded with life all the time? Well, we've away? all heard of the successful one percenters, and here's something that's common among all of them. And they are successful journalers. They are successful at being guided through a journaling process, because again, you're going to start with by forming a mental picture of yourself as you want to be, at the greatest height that your imagination can possibly picture, and then that's the thing that you're going to begin writing out, and you follow this and create a continuum of thought of this high picture of yourself. And that's your quickest way of knowing if you are sidetracked, if you're off course, if the kids have drug you down and you're spending more time at the soccer field than you ever imagined. <laughs> and uh, you all of a sudden you know you need a course correction. And so you're going to quickly do whatever you have to do to make that course correction. Put them in football. <laughs> I like <laughs> watching football. <laughs> right. What am I doing on the soccer field? Where's the football field? Or tennis. <laughs> right. I like tennis. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's a really interesting point to sort of correct something else that um i've always found really fascinating when it comes to imaginations is making sure that you are actually trying to imagine the thing that you really do want um for example a long time ago we we moved into a seven thousand square foot beautiful lodge out in colorado and it just seemed like a dream right like a dream come true and then just give give us a week and I just couldn't believe how hard I was working to maintain that place. To find me. <laughs> I'm calling you. <laughs> on my I'm phone. calling you on the phone. Where are you? Which room? <laughs> oh, I'm on the third floor out by the gazebo. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is that that's a wonderful example of you, you thought you wanted something and then you got it. And it wasn't, it wasn't what you really imagined. It wasn't what you thought it would be. Um, but how do you sort of, you know, conjure up these these goals and visions and and really know that it's it's what you actually want and it's not just something that you want because society told you you wanted it dreams and aspirations those are the benchmarks and you start recognizing those aptitudes within you that make you feel a certain way and then you write those down and you stay the course and you know i've for example, many, many years ago, and we were always talking about, you know, make sure you want to be a, a tailor before you 
<laughs> put the shingle out or make sure you want to be, uh, uh, you know, you, know, you want to sell cars. Do you like cars before you decide to sell cars? Whatever. Well, sometimes it's a bigger picture than that. And for example, um, you know, I've, I've built dozens uh, and dozens of companies in my lifetime that I didn't know anything about. In fact, um, and those companies, they didn't exist before I put my hands to it. And, and I turned those, those companies into viable businesses. But I did that in order to sell them. So my, my aspiration for all of those, those businesses, were not, it wasn't because I enjoyed furniture manufacturing, for example. But I, <laughs> I had something else that yeah. I was working on. And that okay. was to build something up and create something that could then be marketed. So and what I'm about to say, and my intention is not to brag here, not at all, but only to say that the law of kinetic belief is not a respecter of persons, and it will absolutely perform for anybody that chooses to use kinetic belief, and it always works. For example, I built a, a furniture manufacturing company uh, and, and sold it. I built up a decorative surfacing company and sold it, employment agencies to sell them created a, a craft design manufacturing company and sold it, built up a, a radio network of 27 radio stations and sold it, a food distribution center in Liberia, Africa, to the impoverished and in Appalachia and on Native American reservations, uh, built up a children's clothing store and, and bungee jump locations from San Francisco to Florida and uh, a patent holder for cryogenic liquid nitrogen distribution technology and... Uh, also the liquid nitrogen oh distribution manufacturing and imports and culinary chef training facilities and three-man chessboard and broadcast elocution school and all these things written a book about guided journaling to help anybody that wants to do anything that they want to do and as a student of, of particle physics and Design and came up with the quantum field theory discovery which led to the discovery and, and actually for me becoming the founder of the law of kinetic belief which releases your supernatural ability to visualize. And I just say all of that to point out that, you know what, anything is possible. If you will use kinetic belief for the law of attraction to manifest into your life success, it works at any level for anything that you would appropriate it to. You've talked many times about the concept of a positive disruption in your life, creating positive disruptions and, and using that as a tool for many different uh, life issues. Um, I just wanted to see what, how, how do you think that fits in? How do you think the concept of positive disruption fits into um, supercharging your visualizations? Well, it's, ne it's absolutely necessary. And again, it goes right back to what we're talking about, because if you don't back up long enough and take a sobering look at your life, you can end up doing things for many, many years that uh, you'll wake up one day and go, oh my gosh, I've wasted so much of my life doing these things that I just don't care about doing. And you need, what you needed was a positive disruption, something to come in there and break the, the habitual pattern of life. That circular pattern, you're going around this, this, uh, this orbit and, and just it's, you can do it mindlessly. It's like driving to work and you go the same way every day and the same way home every day. And, and how many times have you done that? And, uh-oh, I don't even remember driving today. Oh, and that's here the I, worst, isn't it? I'm pulling into my driveway. I Everybody don't know, okay? How did I get here? <laughs> <You> <laughs> no, yeah, everything okay. Let me turn on the radio and see if I hear any 
bad stuff. How did this happen? But that's the way yeah. we'll go through life if we're not careful. Yeah. And checking autopilot. ourselves. Yeah. And autopilot will consume a life quicker than anything. <clears throat> Do you think that there's anything more influential in our lives than people? The people that we surround ourselves with? Yes, you. You yourself. <laughs> that's good. That that it should be the only influential thing. Mm. Um, if you are someone that is prone to uh, having people influence you, then you're someone that's prone to being victimized. You're going through life like a pinball, and you're being victimized by one circumstance after another, by what somebody says about you or to you, and you are getting your self-value and your, your self-worth based on the opinions and thoughts of other people. And you've got to be so careful that you're not forming your ideas and opinions of yourself based on what other people think and say. So uh, that makes me wonder, do you think that when you sort of reach these points in life of, of feeling as though, oh, man, I need a kick in the pants. I need to. OK, enough is enough. I'm ready. I'm going to you know, put this thing into high gear. I've been working these imaginations and nothing is really coming to fruition. Do you think that that can be the result of, you know, just people of of the people in your life just influencing you one way or the other I just and, and more than anything I'm, I'm what's coming to mind is the people that sort of take and take and take and take and they sort of suck you dry and you have nothing left to give yourself let alone any anyone else or imaginations is yeah. that an issue? Oh, it absolutely is. And again, it goes right back to you need to check yourself, check the relationships that you've allowed, the people that you've allowed access into your life. And it's and listen, you may say that I'm a victim or they, they've done this to me. They said this about me or they hurt me this way. Or they hurt me that way. You allowed it. Mm. Now, listen to me. Yeah. That's tough for a lot of people to hear. Mm -hmm. But you allowed this thing to happen. You, you're the one that's giving them access. I don't care who it is. You know, and it, it could be your spouse. It might be mama and them. It could be anybody that's always had access to you. But still, at the end of the day, it's up to you. Listen, it's up to you. And sometimes it's the hardest thing for a person to do is to say, you know what? No more. I'm not going to allow this person to abuse me anymore. Hey, you know what? It's easier to turn somebody off than it is to jump from the ledge of a building. Do the hard thing. Jerk that Band-Aid off. Reevaluate your life. And make sure that everybody that has access to you celebrates you, mm -hmm. encourages you, and champions you. I love the idea that you just brought up um, a few moments ago about... Um, when you said the only person more influential than those around you is yourself. And that's that's a really cool concept because I've heard so many times a lot of uh, teachers and people saying, well, hey, you know, if you want to change your life, just change your circle of friends. And I think there is some truth in that. But at the same time, I love the concept that you don't need negative reinforcement or positive because you just look to yourself. I, I think that's a really really interesting and fresh concept looking to yourself you've got it that's where it begins and that's where it ends and relationships are there and they're meant to be a blessing to you yeah they're meant to be part of your success just something to add to your life not take from it yeah. and it's up to you again at the end of the day to decide who's adding to it and are they adding to it or are they taking from it it's up to you that's totally it and you know i've always focused on 
not having negative influencers in my life, but I really love that concept of, of saying, you know what, if somebody wants to celebrate me, that's great, but I don't need it. Right. I love that. Yeah. You know, cause I've got, I've, I'm, I'm supporting myself and my thoughts and my imaginations. I love that. And you do that because now what you're going to have to do to be successful at this is hold on where we started. You got to hold on to those supercharged uh, visualizations, hold on to that highest elevated uh, uh, um, image of yourself, the way that you're functioning and going through life, seeing yourself experiencing things in the most dynamic, marvelous, successful way possible for you. And so if if you're holding on to that, you cannot afford to allow anything to be inserted in there that doesn't fit into that perfected plan for yourself. Okay, so um, the big question probably to sum everything up here is let's say that I am a fantastic student of visualization. Man, I'm a manifesting machine. I'm doing this every day. I'm anything but a beginner. I'm an advanced law of attraction, kinetic belief student. So what can I do today, this week, above and beyond the norm to achieve that sort of supercharged plane? Okay, so outside of everything that we've already talked about, what can you do? Develop. Begin right now. Developing in the practice of casting down imaginations that are induced by fear uh, or other people or negative thoughts, anything negative. Develop in the practice of casting those things down. Negative conversations, negative influencers, cast them down. Negative news, cast it down. Negative um, information about the economy or the, the climate or or what's going on in, with taxes or whatever it is that's negative. Cast it down. By casting it down, I mean don't harbor it. Don't meditate on it. Don't think about it. Don't dwell on it. Don't give it uh, free rent and in your mind to, to set up camp and con- consider uh, continue to consider it. Cast it down. Develop in that practice because your, your strong feelings, any, any strong feelings that move you away from that original belief, that original conception of, of thought that you, that thought form that you're developing, the, the visualization that you're working on, anything, any strong feeling that moves you away from that will develop in some kind of subsequent fear that is going to attract something opposite of what you're hoping for. I love that. Um, so the the feeling that I got from everything you just said, it just gave me this sense of, hey, if you want to supercharge something, get aggressive. Increase your aggression in that thing. Um, I saw a great t-shirt at the gym, and it was this girl, and she, she was in great shape. But her t-shirt said, train insane or stay the same. <laughs> That's good. And I love yes. that. And it just yes. made, I just, that popped in my head when you were talking because it's I, like, yes. you know, you're doing everything right. You just need to up the ante. And, I just, I think that's really cool. You know what? Anger is okay if it's about <laughs> protecting who you are supposed to be. Get You should be absolutely incensed at anything that tries to distract you from mm-hmm. living the best life you can possibly live. Get your back up. Flex. Get mad. <laughs> Let a vein pop out on your forehead where this is concerned. Don't you dare yeah. allow anybody to steal from you anymore because they are robbing from you what is rightfully yours. You came into this world not to be defeated, not to be walked upon, not to be um, uh, debased and to, to believe condemnation and judgments. That's not why you're here. So, And 
it's up to you. You are allowing it or disallowing it. And I'm just saying and agreeing with you. Get mad. Get your back up and yeah. say no more. Yeah. And and turn it toward yourself. Don't you dare allow anybody <laughs> to, to get yeah. you out of your love walk and that unconditional love for yourself. Learn to love yourself unconditionally first and foremost. Yeah. Because then you, through that practice of love, you're going to give the people who celebrate and champion and and edify you access into your life. And you keep using the word practice. And I think that goes hand in hand with aggression because, you know, we all go through different stages and there's a flow to life. And let's just like, I already mentioned the gym. So let's take that for an example. You can go to the gym every single day and you sort of have this baseline of physical fitness, but then you can absolutely just one day choose to raise that bar. And that just requires again, more aggression. So I love this, the idea that you can sort of like, uh, add weight to, <laughs> you know, the um, sort of spiritual heavy lifting that you're doing. Sure. Another way of saying obsess over it is to be, have a singularity of purpose, mm, a singularity yeah. of thought. Uh, and a, a way of understanding that is, is anybody that has an idea, singularity mindset of chaos will attract uh, tragic circumstances will mm-hmm. attract loss, will attract decay. Mm-hmm. Um, and somebody with a, an obsession or a singularity thought process for, for the good and for growth and development and attracting, you know, full life, uh, perfected health, mind, body, soul, advancing toward a perfected completion, then that person is going to attract that. So look at yourself checking that singularity of thought process and protect it and get your back up. Absolutely. Protect it. Well, um, we're wrapping up. So I just want to ask a quick favor of you. I'd love to imagine that we're sort of in the the locker room. It's halftime. And, you know, we've had an okay first half of whatever game this is, but we want to go back out there and go harder, stronger, faster, more aggressive than ever before. And I want basically a pep talk. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, And three, two, one. Pep talk. Well, you know, I just just think um, sometimes aggression is all about permission. Okay. So here it is. You're, you're given knowledge. You've been listening to the podcast, and guess what? You're gaining in knowledge. And now to whom much is given, much is required. For the person that requires much, much is given. It's not by chance that you're listening to this today. And I am sure of that, as sure as I am of anything. It's not by chance. And that means that you have a higher purpose that's already finding you and it's knocking on the door of your conscience saying hey you know what you're hearing this right now because there's something else for you the life that you're living right now the the experiences that you're going through those relationships that you have need to be checked this is a voice that's coming through whatever you're listening to it through right now and it's not by chance that you made it this far through today's podcast you know you're some what almost an hour into it and you're still listening and here's why It's because as you grow in this knowledge, you know what? Beliefs are developed early, early in in, in your own pursuit of your own happiness and that optimistic lifestyle that you are so worthy to experience. It already existed before you even came into this world. And those beliefs that are already on the inside of you, it doesn't matter if you think that they're baseless or not. I'm telling you that those good thoughts are all with merit. And they are the thing that's creating the the motivational feelings, those desires that you have that's already attracted this podcast into your life. And it's directing those creative thoughts for you right now. 
And all of those beliefs have a substance on a molecular level, a substance that's creating that perfected life for you now, perfected health, a sound mind, and a peaceful existence. It's already inhabiting you, and and now it's your task to start moving toward that with a perfected purpose and an idea that, you know what, Um, you don't have to live with that pain anymore or with that fear anymore, and that this creative dominion belongs to you, and it's not something that you're going to accomplish through competition. Your obligation for using the law of kinetic belief is now stronger than ever because you know something now that you didn't know just 60 minutes ago. And what you found out is going to help you now to attract your perfected life, one that's going to lead you to the most prosperous, enjoyable, happy, joyous existence beyond anything that you could have ever imagined. So don't let go. Don't let up. And don't discount what you've heard today. Hold fast to it. Begin practicing it. Work this. You know you deserve it. And so do the people that love you. They deserve seeing the real essence of who you are. Wow. Yes. Let's do this. I'm ready to be aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Can be I do it with you? Aggressive. I want to do this too. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it together. Let's do it. All right. Oh, man. This has been a really powerful episode. I, I love the mantras. All is well. No hurry. No worry. These are fantastic tips and I I really you know I don't think I realized exactly where we were going to get today with the idea of when you supercharge your visualizations you are absolutely just going to the next level there's always a new level that you can master and that you can reach and it just takes that aggression and aggression aggression in being present and enjoying the journey enjoy it while it lasts make it last yeah you know there's nothing wrong with just looking around sometimes and saying get off of me get off my back everybody and you know if it it belongs there or not (laughs) you do (laughs) you know and stop second guessing it if it's not if it doesn't feel good and look good and act good and is good and it's has a sweet sweet fragrance to it then get rid of it. life is supposed to be good absolutely full of good things well thank you so much for um Ooh, just um, getting us so stirred up in our abilities and and you know I think a huge part of of having the motivation just to push forward and to do more and to be better is someone even if even if you never met them someone telling you that you can and that you should permission yeah. permission permission I think we granted. got I think we got some permi- permission I think so, granted I think so too hey we're going to be I in like New that. York uh, January yeah. the uh, January the 11th yes, right it's on correct. a Saturday come out and you can participate in one of our live podcast feeds and also we're going to have a master class yeah. and we're going to walk through the process of kinetic believing for your perfected life absolutely uh, visit us at uh, kineticbelief.com or send us an email kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com and we'll be more than happy to yeah, respond and to you within just a week or so we are releasing the one 100 day challenge guided journal uh, full of just untold amounts of wisdom and it takes you step by step through manifesting anything you can possibly imagine. You know what's really cool about that? It's actually a book. It's a kinetic belief law of attraction book that was turned into a guided journal. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. I like that, the idea of an interactive book. I used to love those books where you could like pick where you go. Remember those? Like you would be reading and it would say, if you want to go down the the dark path, go to page 243. Oh, I did Where in the World's Waldo. That's as far as I got. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You're a real reader (laughs) there, huh? Are you? (laughs) Uh, It's been a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Okay, bye.